Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 785 of the Juicebox Podcast. For those of you wondering who Beatrice is, she's the daughter of a friend of mine who's sick of hearing my voice. That has nothing to do with this episode. On this episode of the Juicebox Podcast, we're going to be speaking with Heather. She's the mother of a child who has type 1 diabetes and another child who has celiac. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. The T1D Exchange is looking for adults who have type 1 diabetes or people who are the caregivers of people with type 1 diabetes that happen to be U.S. residents, and they'd like you to go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox to join their registry and fill out the survey. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. If you don't know what the T1D Exchange is, episode 783 will tell you everything you need to know. If you already know and you want to do me a solid, t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Go complete that survey. Let's take a second to thank U.S. Med for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox Podcast. How do we thank them? We go to usmed.com forward slash juicebox, or we call 888-721-1514. Either of those things will lead you to your free benefits check and get you on the road to getting your diabetes supplies from U.S. Med. U.S. Med is where Arden gets her supplies, and you could too usmed.com forward slash juice box. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. The podcast is also sponsored today by Touched by Type 1. Head to their website, touchedbytype1.org to see all that they're doing, including their D-Box program for newly diagnosed people. You go there and just say, hey, I've been newly diagnosed with type 1. I'd like some information and some resources, and they'll send you a box full of goodies. Touchedbytype1.org. My name is Heather. I am a mom, a nurse, a wife. Uh, my son is the type 1 diabetic. He's here with me. Say hi. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, his, his name is Tommy. Um, he is... 12 was diagnosed uh almost at nine years old it was we spent his ninth birthday in the hospital mm-hmm. um that's about it one child i have three. Oh, he is my only son and my middle okay so two girls yeah above a 19 year old he's 12 and then we have a 10 year old as well gotcha uh is there any other type one or autoimmune in your immediate family Zero, nothing, no. His um, his grandma has thyroid, but um, she had like drastic weight loss. So they always have chalked it up to that, hmm. that her thyroid like just couldn't keep up kind of thing. Her, her, um, but Tommy's grandmom, your mom or his father's mom? His father's mom. Okay. Are you married? Yeah. My mom is adopted, so we don't know oh. anything beyond her. 
Okay. And then um, my dad has nothing. His mom is 94, I think. And um, she takes blood pressure medication. That's it. <laughs> so she's healthy as a horse. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. You said his father's. Are you divorced? Uh, his father passed away passed when away. he was five. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's something okay. else. Crazy. Um, yeah. All right. Hold on a second. All right. It was unexpected, so it wasn't like a medical thing. I see. Okay. Um, yeah. I just want to understand the lay of the land. So, all right. So, we're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am married, um, but it's not his biological father. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, three years ago, diagnosed, came out of the blue, obviously. Can you tell me a little bit about what happened? It was late August. School had started 10 days, two weeks-ish prior um, it was his first soccer practice. So my mother-in-law picked the kids up from school. I was at work. Um, I'm an emergency room nurse. Mm -hmm. So I was at work. Um, she picked them up for me, took them to her house. I got off work early. It was Tommy's first soccer practice of the season. So she has a pool. Um, she, it was a half day. The kids get out early on Thursdays. So she picked him up, took him home, let him swim, you know, hang out before soccer practice. I pick him up. She's like, I put um, extra water in for bub. He's just been like extra thirsty today. Um, I was like, and it's, you know, it's August. It's hot here in California. So um, didn't think anything of it. We went to soccer practice. It's about a 40 minute drive ish from her house to soccer practice. He makes me pull over to pee, which didn't think anything of it again. I pull over he pees on the side of the road. We get to practice half hour into practice. He's mom. I have to pee again. And I'm like, what the heck? Okay. So we walk him up to the bathroom. He goes to the bathroom, finishes soccer practice. He downs both water bottles that I had for him on our way home, which is about a 10 minute drive home. He makes me pull over again. He pees. We go home. He eats dinner. Everything's he's acting totally fine. Mm -hmm. No, you know, nothing. So between eight o'clock or I'd say nine o'clock that night and 7 a.m. that morning, he got up four times to pee in the middle of the night. He normally pees at nighttime, like once a night at this point. So by the third time I'm laying in bed, like what the heck, yeah. you know, and the, the bathroom's like catty corner from my bedroom. So I wake up every time he goes to the bathroom and I'm like, what is going on? So my nurse brain kicks in, you know, and I'm like differential diagnosis, everything here. And of course, type one is in the back of my head. So I wake him up that morning and I'm like, Hey, um, you know, do you feel okay? Is everything fine? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like you good. I'm good. Like, I don't, you know, thinking I'm crazy asking him all these questions. I make him pee in a cup because I'm like, maybe it's a UTI or, you know, I just want to like, do but, my nurse stuff, yeah, see it, Heather, smell plus, it, you know, normal you're, stuff. <laughs> you're a nurse. You love making people pee in a cup. So it's like you're right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. a normal thing right. over here. Yeah. So it's fine. You know, no odor, no, no discolor, nothing. So I'm like, you're good. Let's go to school. He's like, yeah, mom, it's Friday. I can't miss a Friday. I'm like, okay. So I send him off to school. Um, he's uh, not the easiest child at that age in school. So the teacher walks out and I'm like, oh, cool. What did my kid do today? You know? 
So she gets him in the car and I'm like, what happened? She was like, no, 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 nothing bad. Like he was great, but he peed all day long. And I'm like, okay, great. So his birthday is that weekend. It's supposed to be on Saturday. So we go to the grocery store and I'm like, you know, my husband is a fire paramedic. So normally I would run things by him, you know, like, Hey, what do you think about this? Well, he's on a fishing boat in Mexico. I can't get a hold of him. So I call my best friend who is nothing medical. And she's like, you're crazy. The only reason you think that is because you're a nurse. Like if it was any other mom, they wouldn't be thinking this way, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. Like, there's no way it's diabetes. Like, why would that be a thing? So we're at the grocery store. I got the cake and the ice cream and all the things, you know, and he's in line and he's like, I, if I don't have water, I'm going to throw up. And I was like, water is going to fix you. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Hmm. So there's, you know, I let him go get like a water from the little fridge things and the aisles, you know, yeah. at the check stand. He literally drinks the whole thing in like, 30 seconds. And it was right then I was like, okay, we're done. So, um, my best friend actually, they thought she had autoimmune stuff. So she had a glucometer. So I call her, I was like, Hey, I'm coming over. We're checking his sugar. I can't like go another minute without like at least getting this thought out of my head. Right. Right. So we check it and hi. Yeah. And I was like, I just kept saying, I effing knew it. I effing knew it. I effing knew it. <laughs> So uh, I throw my other kid to her, all the perishables, you know, that I had just shopped for. And uh, him and I head to, we, we went to my hospital, which I shouldn't have in hindsight because we don't have pediatrics there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was kind yeah. of spinning at the moment I, and just wanted to go somewhere I knew. I have a question. So, um, the idea that if I don't drink, I'm going to throw up. I, I've never heard anybody put it that way before. Yeah, that's all he kept. I mean, he's here. Yeah, it's, it, it was really weird. It was like I like had when you were uh, like right about to throw up, that feeling like in the back of my throat was weird. And I also had the feeling that like I needed water at the same time. And then when I drank the water, I was fine. Like I didn't like it was weird. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Heather, if you put him on again, get the microphone closer to him. Okay. Okay. All right. But, um, all right. That's, I mean, that's really interesting and, and, and good, like firsthand feedback. It's, I mean, he was in DKA, obviously. What was his blood sugar when you got him to the hospital? Oh, he wasn't in DKA at all. No, his he sugar wasn't. was, no, uh-uh. um, his sugar was five something, five, 60, eight, right? Yeah. 60, 60 somewhere around there. High okay. fives. Um, but no ketones. We, they, you know, they did all of his blood work. And there was no, he wasn't in DKA at all. Hmm, okay. His sugar was just high. So did they keep him or did you guys? We were transferred by ambulance to the um, children's, children's hospital. the local children's hospital. Yeah. And then you stayed there for a number of days. We stayed there. Um, so we get there on a <laughs> late, late Friday night. And apparently the diabetes educator had just resigned. <laughs> and they only had a Monday through Friday diabetes educator, like a eight to five Monday through Friday kind of person. Mm-hmm. So we hung out in the hospital 
for two days with nothing, just, you know, Somebody, insulin. I mean, yeah. he got insulin, but no education. They wouldn't let us go home right, until right. He, we got the proper education and blah, blah, blah. So 7 a.m. Monday morning, my husband is literally like at the nurse's station, like, let's go. We're leaving. Give us what we need. Um, so we, we left late Monday night. Okay. How how was the I, I don't just want to know about the initial bit, but you know, these these past three years, has it gone smoothly? Has it been uh slow going or are you in a good place um, now or how's it I going? Think, yeah, we're in a good place now. His A one C was only eight at diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So um we caught it really, really early. And uh he's six point two now. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah, we got him the tech really early. Um, one of my husband's coworkers, his son, had just been diagnosed within like six months of our diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So he uh, reached out to my husband, you know, because word spreads pretty quick through the department and stuff. And he reached out and he literally was like, Dexcom, pump, education. Like that's that's what you need to know. Okay. So... I was in the hospital Googling what a, I had no idea what a Dexcom was like that isn't in my emergency, right. You know, brain. So, so we, we got him a Dexcom. I would say within like six weeks, eight weeks, he had a Dexcom Mm -hmm. and then uh, six months at the most had a pump. Wow. And, and who managed it mostly? Cause I'm trying to figure this out. Like if you're, your husband's doing emergency services and you're working in a hospital i'm amazed i'm imagining excuse me that your schedules are all over the place um schedules are out of control yeah. yeah um i manage my husband doesn't really unless i'm gone and he obviously is here with him mm-hmm. but um i don't even think he has him i don't even think he follows him on dexcom to be honest okay so it's, it's i you. don't really know that <laughs> <laughs> you and but i do yeah. i do Basically, you and Tommy, or is Tommy, like, how involved is he? Givoke Hypopen has no visible needle and is a premixed auto-injector of glucagon for treatment of very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to givoglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Givoke shouldn't be used in patients with insulinoma or pheochromocytoma. Visit givoglucagon.com slash risk. All right, you have diabetes or your loved one does and you need stuff. You need insulin pumps and continuous glucose monitors and test strips and meters. And where does this stuff come from? Well, we used to get ours from a number of different places and they all, uh, they sucked. But now Arden gets her diabetes supplies from U.S. Med. USMed.com forward slash juice box. Better service and better care. That's what you and over 1 million other diabetes customers since 1996 are going to get from U.S. Med. To get started, you can go to the website USMed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. U.S. Med gets an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They accept Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. They carry everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Freestyle Libre 3 
and Dexcom G6. US Med always provides 90 days worth of supplies and you get fast and free shipping. USMed.com forward slash juice box. There are links to GVOC Hypopen, US Med, and all of the sponsors in the audio app that you're listening in right now, in the show notes of that app, or they're at juiceboxpodcast.com. When you click on my links or type them into a browser, you're supporting the podcast. So thank you very much. Very, very involved. Yeah. He goes to school and does it pretty much all on his own. Mm-hmm. I text him, but if he really respond. Yeah, if he responds, I don't see it because school school. It's like so much going on. I'd never feel my phone vibrate or anything. And I keep it on silent because I get in trouble. I they have a pretty strict phone, no phone policy at school. So Yeah. He, I, um, I, I texted Arden for about two hours this morning trying to get her attention and she finally was like hi <laughs> yeah that's so, literally like yeah. i get like i i have like the read receipts on his phone and i tell him like just read it I, like you don't even have to respond just read it and then i know you saw it at least but i don't even get that like it just he he pretty much manages on his own oh my gosh while he's at school sorry uh yeah so that so that's kind of that's very interesting actually so he's making decisions about his meals on his own i mean do you tell him how many carbs are in it or etc does he figure it out i pack his lunch every day Mm -hmm. and i it's a like a paper bag and um i write the carbs on the bag okay and then he'll dose what i write on the bag i keep it within the same it's either 20 or 30 like it's one of the two usually Mm -hmm. depending on like what sports he has that day or he can't have any insulin on board to uh, for activity. I mean, if he has like one unit, it's about the most he can. He he dumps. He gets low if he has anything. Yeah, That's really. Like he's very very sensitive to, during <laughs> exercise. So, are you saying on days when there's activity after school, he gets uh, fewer carbs at lunch be- so that you can use less insulin? It's usually PE that I worry about during the day. Oh, okay. Um, after school, the you know insulin's usually gone by his after school stuff. Mm-hmm. But if he has PE um, after lunch, then I have to like kind of reduce the carbs in his lunch. Got it. Does he eat similar things over and over again, or just you keep the carb count similar? Um, he pretty much eats the same thing. Yeah. I might change up the like fruit or chips that he takes, but. For the most part, it's the same thing. Pretty similar. Okay. Sandwich, pickle, jello, you know, cookie or uh, chips. It's pickles and jello. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's his like favorite thing. He, he takes jello every single day. He loves jello. You just said, and it's easy. So yeah, you just said fruit. Now I realizing when I'm done here, I'm, I have grapes in the refrigerator. I'm gonna go have some. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a he. He loves fruit. So I just I'm just amazed that as I'm talking, I'm listening so intently to you, and then you said something, and my brain was like, "You should have grapes later." <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Tommy's brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, just looked at me and said, "What?" Uh, what <laughs> can I ask? Like, what what made you want to come on the podcast? Um, I listen pretty much daily. I'm not caught up yet. I started from the beginning. I'm one of those. So. 
I appreciate um, you very much. And you, yeah, all, you I'm should on like all be five eighty. I'm getting there. Wow, nice. Yeah. How long? It's not you... every single day, but yeah. How long ago did you start? Yeah, no, it's definitely every single day. Oh wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Tommy says you listen every day. Yeah, I right. hear it every morning. Every yeah. morning, I wake up to the sound of you. <laughs> that makes sense to me, Tommy. That's that's my goal. So. Um, I apologize that you have to hear my voice, but um, I'm no, not going to. No, no. I think it's kind of cool because like, it's cool that my mom enjoys listening to things that help me. It's oh, really cool. That's nice. Um, so, so you start, how long did you start listening, Heather? Uh, two years ago, probably, oh. honestly. And it's, it, wow. See, that's this, why I say it's not every day. Well, this is the uh, dedication it, I need from people. Like you're really putting in the work. To listen. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, the same thing that everybody says, you know, like you don't get near what you need from a doctor. I mean, I see him every three months and ours has been Zoom for two years now. Yeah. So it's really nothing. You know, I make all the changes myself. I do, I do it all. Right. I mean, I, I literally go so that they'll renew my prescriptions for things. <laughs> and I mean, and they're great. They're nice. They're, they're lovely, but they don't, I mean, they do, they don't really do much. Is that hard for you to say being a, a nursing professional? Is it, is it? No, no, it was, it was, no, it, was it's it the even, truth. I mean, <laughs> was it even surprising? It was surprising Okay, for sure. When I went into it, I knew, I know how to get someone out of DKA. Mm-hmm. That is what I know. That is my wheelhouse. I've been a ER nurse for 15 years, so I can get you stable. And then I give you to someone that can teach you how to manage. I don't teach people how to manage type one diabetes. Yeah. So I, I thought I was going to go into this world of education and knowledge and, you know, all just no one even mentioned CGMs or Dexcom or nothing a pump nothing to me while I was in the hospital Mm -hmm. and if I would bring it up it was like oh we'll talk about that later you know oh we'll cross that bridge later and I was like no what do you later no like this is now this is happening now like I don't want to talk about it later so um his first appointment after diagnosis I said I want a Dexcom and she like she's a very very nice lady but she just kind of smiled politely and said Oh, well, you know, we'll cross that bridge. And I said, no, I'm at the bridge and we're going to cross it today. And she was like, well, you know, we like people to, to know how to manage better. And, um, we're assigned a nurse and a, and a physician at the clinic. And the nurse spoke up for me and she said, she's a, you know, 13 year ER nurse or 12 at that point, whatever. Um, I think she's okay. I think that she has her knowledge base. She's not going to She's not going to understand diabetes more than she already does. Um, I think that, you know, they're ready. And then she looked at my nine-year-old and said, are you ready? And he was like, what? For what? I don't know. (laughs) What am I ready for? Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. I just come here because they tell me to, and then we're going to have lunch later. So leave me alone. Uh, Literally. Exactly. I don't understand. Literally it. I don't understand that concept at all, to be perfectly honest. I mean, you, you know, can you imagine if someone came into the ER and they were experiencing, I don't know, like skip beats in their heart or something like that. And they said, hey, put me on a heart monitor. And you were like, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Like, like, yeah. why are we not there now? And what what exactly is going to happen having good data? Uh, like, how is that going to stop you from learning diabetes? And it, it, 
no it literally all it was doing was saving his fingers yeah the cgm like and that's what i explained to them like i'm checking his sugar i took six months off of work um after he was diagnosed because the school was um they were lacking education for you know to be nice Mm -hmm. and they, they had no idea the the nurse there was an lvn um and she was a hospice nurse prior to being a school nurse. So she had, she just had no idea on how to manage a type one child at all. Um, I mean, it was to the point where like when he's, well, I give him insulin. Right. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like <laughs> everyone no. slow down. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. So I bought like books. I literally made a PowerPoint and like took it in and the principal and the teachers and the nurse we're all there. And I like went over Good everything with them. I went in three times a day. I went in for snack for lunch. And then after two hours after lunch to check his sugar for six months, I did this. So did you learn a lot? To, did you personally? I learned. Learn a yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, I will say the biggest thing I took away from it is like, not to be so scared. Mm-hmm. I was so scared to send him anywhere yeah without me being like i'm just staring at him like are you good are you bad what's your sugar what are you doing how do you feel you know like i know that for until the yeah until the dexcom pretty much our first soccer practice after diagnosis um because i mean he's nine and he's active and he's like i have i play on a soccer team what why am i not going to soccer practice so it was literally a week from diagnosis he was like i'm going to soccer it's thursday right and I was like, yes, yes, you are. Sure, let's go. So I, you know, at that point, I felt like I was carrying a suitcase of stuff around. And I'm like, let's go to practice. So then after practice, he's, I've been like really good about the food and the carb counts and measuring and weighing and all that stuff. And he said, can I have McDonald's? And I was like, okay, normal kid, kid first. Like, I want to give him what he wants. I don't want him, you know, to feel different or whatever. Um, So I'm like, yeah, McDonald's. Sure. Let's do McDonald's. So I Google it, the carbs, I dose him. He eats, you know, he's going along and he's like, I'm fiddling in the kitchen and he's finishing up and he's like, mom, I don't feel good. And I was like, what do you mean you don't feel good? And he's like, I don't know. And I turn around and he's gray. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I go and I get the glucometer. I check him 27. Ooh. Oh, yeah. He yeah. remembers, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember like the McDonald's part, but I do remember coming home. <laughs> She's doing something in the kitchen and I come out of my room and I'm like, I don't feel good. Like it was just so fast. Right. And so I kind of, it's not, it's not the same as it was probably because I've never been that low ever. Like that's the lowest point I've ever been. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was quick. Yeah. It was really so, quick. Heather, what happened? Really Did think... you over bolus for the food, you think? And then it caught up to him? I think he was still kind of honeymooning. Okay. But we had no CGM. Yeah. So, you know, I checked his sugar before he ate. I counted the carbs. I gave him it was McDonald's, so it's a hefty bolus. Right. And um I you know, I gave and I think the exercise proceeding that I didn't Right. Take, take into account now i know how sensitive he is to exercise but i, I had no clue then it, the, so, so that story takes me back to what you said about the you know the 
the people at the hospital who get to decide whether or not you get technology or not. You, you know, this very basic old timey idea of, oh, you need to understand it without the tech first. Like, I, there's nothing about going through that experience without a CGM that made you better at anything. You, no, you know, it made me worse. Yeah. If anything, it made you scared. If anything, yeah. Yep. That's and at that point, I remember calling my husband, and he was at work, and I was like, "I'm taking six months off," and he was like, six months? Like what? What are you talking about?" And I was like, "I'm taking a leave of absence from work. There's no way I can leave this kid. Like, there is no way." And so he, many people was like, okay, yeah, he, you know, he was like, oh, geez, I got to get another job. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got paid. I mean, you know, but. but so many people have that initial feeling. And that's what I'm saying. Like if, if in that moment, that McDonald's example, if you have a CGM, you would have gotten, you know, be, you know, beeping and arrows and you would have said, oh, gosh, something's happening. And you could have given him sugar previous to him getting to be, I mean, 27. He was just yeah. about ready to have a seizure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I I literally had dreams about it for, I don't know. No, I bet you did. A month, I would say. Well, I bet you did. I mean, I I made him sleep with me. My nine-year-old child that hasn't slept with me since he was, I don't know, ever. Yeah. He's not a co-sleeper. He never has been. So I, you know, he was like, can I, when, when can I be done with this? I remember Mm -hmm. him asking, when am I allowed to go sleep in my own bed? Yeah. You know, my husband is sleeping on a fool in the in his room, and he's in my bed with me. Well, let me. You know, like yeah, it was. Yeah, let me tell you something. This is funny you bring this up because just yesterday, um, Arden had a like a sticky one ninety blood sugar after a meal, and she's not feeling well. So I went after it with more insulin, and um, much more quickly than I anticipated, she was she dropped. So I probably either got too aggressive or got aggressive in a moment when she was about to come down to begin with. But anyway, mm-hmm. 30 minutes, you know, 40 minutes later after this, this bolus, she was 85, two arrows down. I have not seen two arrows in a really long time. And it was not a big deal because we got the notification and, you know, she drank a little bit of juice, had a little bit of stuff and we caught it before it was ever a low. But even at my level of understanding, without a CGM, I never would have expected that drop like that. It just, right. it was outside of my, uh, it was outside of my belief in that moment that that could happen. And so, I, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. If Arden's almost 18, I've been doing, <laughs> you know, I've been doing this for like 16 years and yeah. I'm the guy from the podcast and I got taken surprise by surprise the other day and in the CGM, the Dexcom saved my butt and Arden. So I, I don't get the idea of you need to struggle before we let you have this technology. I hear, I hear there, I, I, I would always, I, I wish that, you know, I realized back then you were new to it, but I wish you would have had the wherewithal then to say why and, and just ask them why, why, why are you saying that? Because I don't know that the, yeah. next, the next explanation is going to make much sense. You know, other than this is how we do it. So, which, yeah, that's the, you know, our first appointment, that was pretty much what I said was like, why don't, why? Yeah. Like, like, well, we need you to have a better basis of knowledge. And I was like, then my bachelor's degree in nursing or or, or I'm like, I don't, you know. Yeah. Or how about why can't I get that knowledge while I have a safety system in a Dexcom? What's, 
What's wrong well, with that? Well, doesn't Dexcom give you knowledge? Well, yeah. Like, that's what it is to yeah. me, is knowledge, you know? Oh, an apple hits him like this? Oh, okay. Right. Uh, you know, uh, oatmeal hits him like this? Oh, yeah. okay. Like, it's all, you know. Yeah, that, I'm telling me, you. it's exactly what it is. I'm telling you right now, that's a bullcrap answer from them. And, and yeah, you it's know, just. Unless you're just, listen. I, I, I mean, it's it, your pot roast. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They just they say you know, they say it because that's what they say. And I, I listen, there might mm-hmm. be a situation where there's a family in there where maybe you know maybe I don't know. What if your parents don't have two brain cells between them? Maybe they're a little scared to give you something like that. But this is clearly not your situation, and I, I just find it to be antiquated advice, and uh, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, is all. Yeah. I mean, our, our, his first and no one's ever given him an inject an injection, but me and my husband, mm-hmm. even in the hospital, the nurse came in and she's like, okay, are you ready for your dose for breakfast? And he looked at her and he said, you're not, you're not touching me with that needle. <laughs> I don't know. You, and lady. I thought he was scared. <laughs> you know, I thought it was like a scared thing. Right. And he looked at me and he said, you're a nurse, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, yeah, that's. I, I mean, I feel like that's reasonable, you know, Right. one, I'm a nurse and two, I'm going to be doing it anyways. And then, and the, the nurse told him like, Oh no, no buddy, you know, like that's not how it works. And he told her, he was like, you're not, <laughs> you're not going to do that. That's how it works today. And, <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was dead set and looked her straight in the eye and he was like, that's not happening. Yeah. Well, and so, awesome. and she was like, are you comfortable mom? And I was like giving an injection. <laughs> yes. Like, I think I'll be okay. I think you know? I got it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you go into the room and they're like, here's an orange. And my husband and I look at each other and we're like, great. Did, okay. she, did she not know like, you were a nurse? Um, I don't think that nurse, that oh, okay. the night okay. shift nurse when we got there knew, but I don't think it was passed on, I guess, in report or whatever. I see. And then the educator had zero idea that we were medical. Had any background I, I mean, at all. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. She had no idea. Wow. So we, I mean, we just went, I don't, you know, I don't really like wear it on my forehead or anything. So I just kind of went along with it and I was trying to be nice and listen. And, you know, this is glucagon. You take it out of here and you put it in. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm." like I I did yesterday at work. See, you're so, you know, you're so polite, but but I got a call. um, uh, How do I tell this story? Um, So I had to. I put my name, Arden's name on the list for Omnipod five through Omnipod, just like everyone else, you know, who used my link did. And, yeah. and I got a, um, I got a call from, you know, like just a, a salesperson basically from, from Omnipod and they're going over everything and she's explaining it in this just very basic detail. And I stopped her. And I, I, I believe I was very polite. And I said, Hey, listen, can we just for the, for the rest of this conversation, you should assume that I know as much about this as could possibly be known. Like, I don't, I don't need you to tell me the real basics of all this. And, and yeah. she was like, Oh, okay. And then just was able to change streams. But you, you know, I do understand like in all these situations, they don't know what, you know, you, you know, and it's, it's their job to put it out the way they do it. It's just, it gets frustrating sometimes. Like even, you know, like even when you call someplace, I don't know, to place an order for something. They start asking you these benign questions about like, uh, my favorite one is um, I called, uh, what the heck is that place where we used to get our medical supplies from? Oh my God, how can I not think of it? Anyway, 
we do we use a new place now, but that's not the way I called the and the first answer, the question the lady says is um does your daughter use insulin? And I'm like, I, uh, I, I'm calling you to get insulin pumps. Like the first thing I said to you was, I need to order insulin pumps. And now your first question is, does my daughter use insulin? Like, yeah, uh, okay. Like I know you're reading from a list, but when does common sense come into this conversation? And, and yeah, or just a little bit of yeah, you know, and it's thinking, like, thinking and, before you speak, kind of thing. And I completely understand that that's the job and that she needs to read that list. But, and and I'm not, I mean, it's not incredibly frustrating, but after it happens to you a, a couple of times, you're like, oh, like, couldn't you have, j- couldn't she have just said, I realize she uses insulin because you're ordering insulin pumps, but I need, right, I, need right. I need to ask you this like legally. So, or whatever. And I would have been, yeah. I would have responded. Yes. I don't know. I'm, maybe we I'm, went and got him a physical for sports the other day. And I just went to like the local chiropractor's office. Um, it's quick, easy, mm-hmm. 40 bucks. You walk out, you know, and, um, is there any medical problems? I said, type one diabetes. Oh, okay. They write it down the night, you know, ask another, something else, something else, any medications. And I just like insulin, <laughs> insulin. like, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh, ins- oh, okay. Like it like took him by surprise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what in the heck? I don't know. Granted, he's a chiropractor, I guess, but well, I don't know. And Our, they probably don't see type one kids very often, but you know. I was in an intake um, meeting with Arden as she switched uh, OBs, and the same thing. Like the questions for ten minutes were just mind numbing. Like you would have to yeah. know very little about diabetes not to have to ask these questions, and you just sit there and nod along. And, and listen, yeah, it's not a big every deal. year. Yeah. I know. I just yeah. think about poor Arden, like for the rest of her life, having to sit in a room going, yes, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yes. You know, like just being irritated. They always, they always ask restrictions. Is there any restrictions for sports? I'm like, no, nothing. No, he's all good. No. Yeah. Are you sure? No, there's no restrictions. <laughs> like, you know. Because you just yeah. said he had diabetes. So are you sure there's no restrictions? Right. Yeah. That, that, I think that's how what they think. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, nope. And they're like, really? Like, you know. Yeah. I just bo- it boggles their mind. And I'm like, he's fine. Like he's good. Yeah. I just interviewed Robin Arzon yesterday. It's not even up yet. I saw that. Oh, cool. I'm so excited. Yeah. And she's, you know, I mean, she rides that bike like a like a lunatic and she's she's yeah, okay. She's you, a you know? beast. Yeah, she's going crazy. Yeah. And she just had a baby. She did. Yeah. She's a new mom. And yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I think she's- of restrictions. So Tom, I keep hearing Tommy cough. Is he is he got the has he yeah. been struck by the rubella? What's going on over there? No, I don't. This whole household is going through this. That's my voice is kind of funky. I got a whole bunch of people at school sick because of it. Now I got mom sick, and she's never sick. So I kind of feel bad because she's got a whole bunch of stuff to do today. So, (laughs) little typhoid Mary over there, huh? I don't know. I think it's like the spring cold. I guess I don't know. Like we never get sick. I mean, I I feel like I see every illness ever. Right. Yeah. You know, being where I work and my kids both go to public school. Like, I feel like we're good, but for whatever reason, this one got us. Arden, uh, uh, the other day she was at school and she she texted me and she said the tire is low on the car she took. And she's like, I need somebody to, you, you got to come over and put air in it before I leave. I don't, I don't think I should drive with it like this. And so I happened to be in the parking lot pumping up Arden's like car tire when she walked out of school and she had this like fun, like kind of fun, like playful face on. She's like, 
I just got out of there. She goes, so many kids have a stomach bug. I held my breath walking through the hallway. And uh, That's crazy. Yeah. It's here, too. Yeah, it's all over the country right now, it seems like. It's so, so weird. You know, yeah. How, how that we knock on wood. Haven't got that one. But right. Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah. like, my biggest fear with him. I can't. We haven't ever crossed that bridge. So I just I don't, want, don't to. want to be sick. <laughs> and, and, and yeah. I, you know, I don't know about Arden. Arden doesn't usually get sick that way, but I am, um, you know, just, he doesn't like either. He's always stuff. respiratory. He's always like cough or throat or, you know, he had to have his tonsils out when he was, I think five. Oh, wow. Ar- yeah, yeah. He's had, he's always had, that's what I feel like maybe a pushed it, I guess. Cause they always say, you know, some kind of, he had strep forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, four or five times a year, he would have strep. Really? Yeah. Until I got his tonsils out at five and he's never had anything since. Do your girls have, um, uh, have you ever checked them for antibodies? Done trial? We did. We did trial net. Yeah, we did trial net like um, the first month, pretty much. Like, I think I ordered it while I was in the hospital. <laughs> um, and then they're both negative. But my oldest has celiac. Oh, okay. Oh, so that is so yeah. there is autoimmune in your family then? Because oh, I guess yeah. I yeah, never yeah. think of that. I, don't I know, know why. I know but people. That's I why I think I of asked. like moms, grandmas. I don't ever think of my kids. But yeah. tell me a little bit about the her celiac diet because we were actually talking the other day about having Arden eat gluten free for just a couple weeks to see if it impacts some things that are going on with her. Uh, was it much of a transition? When did you, when did she start eating that way? Um, we've probably been eating that way for over a year now, I would say. Um, and we did it initially. She's always had gut issues, mm-hmm. like ever since I can remember. I mean, not as a young child, but in like, like a puberty, I would say is when it like actually came to, um, she, doesn't go regularly at all. Mm-hmm. So she's always had gut issues. I never went the celiac route when she was younger. Cause in my brain, celiac is like diarrhea and you know, the opposite of her issues. Mm-hmm. So I never thought that. Um, and then she brought it up. She's 19. So she was probably 17 or so. And she's like, I think I want to try gluten-free. And I was like, oh, okay, like it's pretty easy nowadays, you know? So we did and it helped a lot. And then she went and got the antibody test and it was positive. So now we're waiting on a um, scope. Okay. They want a scoper. She was admitted for colitis uh, to the hospital. Oh, I would say eight months ago or so. Um, and then that sparked the, that sparked the, um, the endoscopy okay hey would you because they were like there's what was that go ahead i'm sorry finish your thought that was just the you know they she finally could get the referral and people started believing us kind of thing yeah so then the doctor her primary was like okay i'll do the antibody test that came back positive so now we're waiting on the referral i see can you talk a little bit more about the symptoms that led her to think gluten um she had like really bad um spasms in her stomach after she would eat you know a lot of pasta or bread or mm-hmm. or whatever um she the 
constipation was a big one. She has to have fiber like all the time. I mean, the girl takes more fiber than, you know, my 90 year old grandma. Yeah. So, um, but the pain was a big one bloat. She has bloating really, really bad. I mean, the girl's five, five and a hundred pounds. And she looks like she's three months pregnant after she eats wow. a piece of toast. Okay. Um, that was a big one. Um, sometimes she would get, uh, rashes like depending on, um, the type of gluten or like, I guess not the type of gluten, but the, the source that the gluten comes from, mm-hmm. um, she would get like a rash. And I always thought it was like a topical thing like she would touch something or, right. you know, like dermatitis, not like actual allergy. So I would just treat it with Benadryl. It would go away. And then, but now looking back, it was all gluten. She ever have any tingling in her headaches. toes? Um, oh, headaches, any tingling in her toes? At like, like, uh, like they feel, feel like they fall asleep or anything like that. No, no? she never told me that one. Okay. Mm-mm. Headaches. Um, no, headaches are a big one. Yeah. yeah. The headaches are pretty crazy. They like almost instantly went away. And no, she and- still has like gut issues. Like she still has like issues going to the restroom, mm-hmm. but um, no rashes, no more headaches, no more bloating. None of that. You ever try probiotics to see if that might help her a little? Yeah. Um, no impact. She's 19. So she has the things, whether <laughs> or not she takes them is uh, up to her. So what what kind of things does she eat now that she's gluten-free? You just get like substitute foods or does she make a shift in how she was eating? And did the rest of you do it along with her? Um, We did not. No, uh, gluten-free pasta is so gross. Um, The bread is not the same. So we did not. um, I cook two things usually when I, when we make pasta or bread or whatever, I'll make her. Mm-hmm. you know, a gluten-free pasta and or her a gluten-free like bread. It. Yeah. Tommy doesn't mind it, but Tommy eats everything. Mean, yeah. I don't mind anything, honestly. Like there's barely anything I don't like. Like if mushrooms, I don't really like those onions. That's real. Like that's just a couple of things. Really think about. Yeah. Just a couple of <laughs> things he won't eat. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I really do think we're going to actually do it here. I'll, I'll do it with her. There's just, a lot. There's yeah. a ton of stuff nowadays um like rice quinoa potatoes those are now her like main starches um but the the biggest thing for me is so much stuff that you don't even know soy sauce teriyaki sauce mayonnaise Mm -hmm. like it all has gluten your your uh, laundry soap your body wash really literally has yes that's the kind of stuff that, like, I had no idea. So That's my best friend, um, she adopted a little girl four years ago. And she was having similar symptoms to my daughter. Um, the headaches, the rashes. Um, she was really, really irritable. She's four. So I think she was just in pain. And, like, it came out as irritability. Um she had the diarrhea part portion. Mm-hmm. She always said she had a headache, always said her belly hurt. So, and then she, the kid is sick all the time. I mean, like if there's anything, she will get it a hundred times over. She gets it. And so I told my best friend, like it's autoimmune. There's something autoimmune going on with her. Right. And finally we got the doctor to order um, 
blood work comes back positive for celiac. So um, she had her endoscopy with kids. I guess it just goes faster. I don't know. So she already had her stuff and she's like pretty severe Hmm. with it. So it's been a, it's been a big learning curve for everybody, but um, it's definitely helped them both to, to take the gluten out of it. We even, I mean, we went as far as like, you can't use like wood cutting boards because it will hold the like spores of the gluten. So we have like all plastic or metal or, you know, no wood utensils, no wood cutting boards, stuff like that. So she gets a little bit of contamination. She can tell right away. The, the baby, the four-year-old, my daughter's not as sensitive, but the baby. Yeah. She, I mean, like for St. Patrick's day, she goes to daycare and, um, it's my best friend of 25 years. So it's pretty much my sister. So we do dinners weekly together. And, um, we did dinner that night. It was, we did, you know, St. Patrick's day dinner and stuff. And she came home and I was like, what did you eat at daycare? Like, why are you acting like such a little turd? Mm -hmm. And she, you know, nothing like I didn't eat anything. And I'm like, okay, well then come to find out she ate the little like, uh, gold chocolate, like coins. It was like a thing at daycare for St. Patrick's Day. Right. And we Googled it. And sure enough, there was gluten in it. And the next morning, my best friend called. She's like, Brinley has a rash. And I was like, oh, well, it obviously had gluten in it. So just, I mean, little stuff. Yeah. Most of the things you're talking about, like, reflect back that Arden experiences that. But her celiac testing comes back negative. She doesn't have antibodies. And so we're thinking of just maybe getting her a scope. Which is seems, yeah. seems drastic, but that's why we were thinking about maybe just cutting things out to see if there's a shift, and then if it was it w- it took a week, I would say at the most, really for them both to yeah for them both to be like oh wow okay okay like it was it was pretty pretty apparent for the both of them gotcha that it was you know and like my my oldest like we we kind of just did it. And I was like, if, if it works, it works. Like, even if it's nothing, even if it's negative, it makes, if it makes you feel better, who cares? It's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard, like going out to eat and stuff that makes it hard. Um, because you have to have like designated fryers for, for fries. Cause you can't put chicken nuggets in the same fryer as fries right. and you can't, you know, it's going out makes it harder, but at home and we don't eat out a lot. I mean, we live in a pretty small town. There's like two good restaurants. So uh, once we figured out those two, like we're pretty good now to eat locally, but um, we eat at home most of the time and it's easy at home. Okay. So well, I appreciate it's just harder me. to go you, out. You know, but. I appreciate you sharing that with me. That's a, a lot of good information actually about, about. There's a ton of stuff on Facebook too. Yeah. Like not- we follow like celiac parents of celiac or something like that and it's um there's so much information on there okay all right thank you uh what okay. else is there anything we haven't talked about so far that you wanted to um not really i didn't really have my biggest thing was just perspective that's why i emailed you mm-hmm. um like tommy and i listened to one of your podcasts on the way somewhere i don't know and i looked at him and i was like at least your diagnosis story wasn't traumatic like that kid and he looked at me and he said for you <laughs> he was like, what do you mean? It wasn't traumatic. And I was like, well, I mean, it wasn't traumatic. Like, like we figured it out and we went to the hospital and he goes, yeah, but 
I thought I was going to die. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, I guess that's something that like, we're so wrapped up as parents that like, I've never asked him. I never asked him like, do you have any, you how, know, how was it for you? Quote yeah. unquote traumatic, you know, things or didn't, does this affect you differently? Like, I don't know how it affects him to wear a pump all day long. Right. I have no idea. I don't do it. You know, like it's just stuff looking from, and, and especially like he's 12, he's coming into his own and has his own thoughts and feelings on things that aren't exactly mine. And having that perspective of your kid, I think is a big deal. And I'm a little bit better now about like, where do you want your pump site? You know, do you want to do it? Do you want me to do it? Like giving him a little more say, I don't in, know, it. Yeah. say in it because yeah, it yeah. wasn't a choice. I didn't ask him if he wanted a dex pump. I didn't ask him what pump he wanted. He was nine. And I don't know, kind of doesn't work like that in our household. Like yeah. I'm the parent, I make the decisions and you just nod your head and go along with it, you know? Right. So um, I didn't really, I've never really gotten his perspective on it, which now is more that he said that to me. Mm. That's a, it's a nice growth moment for you. And I understand, look, I understand not giving a nine-year-old a ton of say in what happens with medical decisions, um, but, but growing along with it. And it's, it, and I'm glad he shared that with you that, I, I mean, that every uh, story doesn't have to be, I'm, I'm thinking of the big ones from the podcast, right? Uh, one boy had to take a speedboat ride while he was in DKA um, in a foreign country. And that, that poor kid who was diagnosed on the transatlantic flight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Like it seems, you know, it's, it's more like an action movie story about somebody's diagnosis. But yeah, just, you know, going to the hospital and being there on your birthday. And that's, you know, you're nine years old. It's a big deal. Yeah. And that's, you know, I didn't, you know, I don't know. He was never in DKA. He was never sick. He was never, right. It was, you know, seemed easy to you. Fine to me. Right. Yeah. Well, compared to what you see at work, right. That too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think being a nurse, I'm not the most compassionate person. Um, I'm kind of like, are you bleeding? No dying? No. Okay. Go like you're good. (laughs) So I, you know, I kind of have that mindset about it, but I mean, it, there were like traumatic moments for me. I don't want to say traumatic because I mean, we're fine, but like more, more, you know, the 27 blood sugar and like he, I think had forgotten about that until I mentioned it, mm-hmm. you know, he's sitting here. He's like, Oh yeah. Right. So like that obviously didn't seem like it caught me. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah, it's a different, that's again, perspective. Like he's low. He doesn't know what's happening. You're the one who's staring at the number and, and, running over the scenarios in your head and the expectations of what may be about to happen next. And that's uh frightening, you know? Yeah. Well, I've, I've seen a diabetic seizure way too many times, you know, and that's all I can think about. And I think obviously at that point, he's just like the world is spinning. What is happening? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Also um, like about the birthday thing, I, at least I had a good birthday. Like, because we had a birthday party after because my mom felt bad. I had everything there. Well, a truck, I couldn't have the cupcakes, but that's fine. That <laughs> uh, We had a game truck and all of the stuff that I wanted. It was definitely cool. It was. Tommy, do you think you got a guilty birthday from your parents because they felt bad about your diabetes? Or was that about a regular birthday party? Yeah, definitely, definitely not regular. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. I had like 
a bajillion friends over. It was so much fun. I got so much stuff. We had like a game truck and I wasn't really in the game truck that much though. Heather, look at you painting yourself like a tough parent. And then you had, <laughs> you, were, <laughs> you were like, honey, get the credit card. We're going to make this boy a circus for his birthday. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say the game truck was already planned. That was already a done thing. We just moved it to the weekend after, but he did get a, my thing is like, you want a birthday party or a big present? Unless it's like a big birthday, you know, 10, 13, 16, 18 kind of thing. So he was like, I want a, a birthday party because he was nine. So it wasn't like a, a big one. Well, then after all that, I was like, oh, he's getting everything. I'm going to so. I'm gonna make you feel better and tell you that the year after Arden, oh, yeah. the year after Arden was diagnosed, we put a water slide in our backyard, an inflatable. It might have been 50 feet high. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was horrible. I felt so bad. We tried to, we tried to make it good. You know, I had like the grandparents came and we opened presents and, you know, I had a banner in the room. So everybody that walked in knew it was his birthday, that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. I mean, that's never a fun, never fun for a kid. This kid is so resilient though. It's crazy. I mean, he's, he's so go with the flow and he's just easy. If it was my girls, I don't, I would still be in a corner crying. I think three years later, you don't think they like, would have handled as well or no, no, I don't think so. He I'm telling you is has, it has never stopped him. He has never, it's never gotten him down or been sad or hmm. I can't because of diabetes or nothing. I mean, and he, he's on the soccer team and the track team currently. Yeah. Um, and he runs cross country in the beginning of the year. The kid is up at 6 a.m. every every day. He's at practice by 7. He practices until 8.30, goes to school from 9 to 4. He has practice after school of the other sport from 4 to 5.30, comes home, does his homework, eats dinner. I mean, like, he's constantly going, and it's, and he's ne- he never complains, never. I'm like, you got to change your site today, bud. Okay, we got to change your decks. All right. There's, I mean, it's. That's awesome. He amazes me for yeah, sure. That's yeah. Awesome. He's yeah. And what, you know, if I, I think he's growing, I think I just upped everything yesterday. Um, but the last week or so he's been so high. I mean, not so high, so high. I mean, 180, 160, mm-hmm. but, um, and like stubborn, you know, so stubborn. And so I'm like, Hey, tonight we're going to like kind of low carb it ish. And then he can't eat carbs for breakfast. He eats at 6.30, we're out the door by 6.50, and he's at practice by 7. So I can't have insulin on board when he goes to practice. So he eats no carbs in the morning. And, it, I mean, maybe 5, 10 at the most. Right, right. But, and he never, nothing. He doesn't complain. He doesn't, oh, I want this, or oh, why can't, or, you know, whatever. Has he always he been just, like okay. that? Has he always been a always. kid like that? Yeah. Always, yeah. Heather, he, I... Um, Good. He isn't the like easiest since well he is now but in elementary school and stuff he was a little stubborn for the teachers and stuff Mm -hmm. but he's not now he's not like that anymore i think he's learned that uh consequences come with stubbornness so he just kind of just give it in (laughs) let that go yeah but he's always just been real easy going i have a couple of minutes left is it possible could you hand that to tommy could i talk to him for a couple minutes yeah of course Cool. We're just going to, I have AirPods, so we'll switch them. All right. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, hey, man. Okay, there we go. Hello. Hey, can I ask you a couple of questions? Day to day, do you think about diabetes with any kind of frequency or is it not something you're constantly thinking about? I honestly don't think about it enough. Like, I feel like sometimes I like totally 100% forget about everything. How like, often- with the, well, not everything, but sometimes I just straight up forget. Do you count on your mom to kind of keep you focused? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. All right. Um, Are there times where you handle things on your own and then tell her about it? Or do you always wait to confer with her before you do something? Like in school? Yes, but not usually. Sometimes I'll wait to confirm and sometimes I won't. Do you have any problems while you're doing any of your running? How do you manage your... um, your blood sugars like during soccer or cross country and things like that. I just got to keep it steady. Like if I'm steady going into it or like don't have any insulin on board, I'm good. No, I'm good. Like a hundred percent with running. I'm really good with all that type of stuff. Okay. So you don't have to eat before you run. You just make sure you don't have active insulin. Sometimes, but the biggest thing about it is just no, no insulin on board before Mm -hmm. like doing exercise. Gotcha. Um, how, hmm, let me think, how do your friends interact with you about diabetes? Do they, or do you not really talk about it with them either? Well, my friends just kind of just, they know. And then that's, that's that. Some people will like, they'll bump into me and they'll feel my Dexcom or they'll see my, like my pump string. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, what's that? And then I'll explain the whole thing. And then they'll be like, oh, that's cool. And then just kind of move on yeah, with their day. Yeah. Now you sound yeah, like you don't give it a ton of thought. Um, does it ever make you sad? Have you ever had a moment where you feel like I wish this wasn't happening or do you generally don't think about it that way? No, never. Like, I honestly think it's just another roadblock for me to have to get through. Yeah. That's crazy. Are you, uh, are you good at school? Do you like, do you like school or do you hate it? Oh, well, honestly it's school i mean i don't really like it but i have my friends there and stuff so yeah in elementary school i hated it to death but i'm better now like it's it's all right right how is it having an older and a younger sister tough like i wish i had brothers but from everyone else's perspective they say brothers are terrible but i don't believe them you don't believe that does your do your sisters mother you do they treat you like they're your mom no um my younger sister she's just super super attitude she just sees me and then just bam is grumpy my bigger sister i i love her she's she's awesome she's just i annoy her a lot though like a lot a lot like i could just say a word and she's like oh you're so annoying (laughs) don't worry that'll go away in like 10 more years maybe (laughs) that's a long time yeah it is a long time um what else is there anything about diabetes that you would want people to know that because a lot of people i know this isn't really something that you should be affected by but i find it really annoying when people are like oh so you just ate a whole bunch of sugar and you just are like super sugary and sweet and that's why you have diabetes like that's like what upsets me i'm like no i didn't eat sugar i was born with it like do, do people say that to your face like have you heard like have people said that to you or is it something you hear kind of in media and social media a lot of people know that some people are sensitive by that. So they're not really just like open to being like, 
But some people, when they're trying to, like, affect me or something, they're like, at least I don't have diabetes. But that that's what gets me a lot. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. dang. So they just use it to pick on you when they need something. Yeah, when yeah. they don't have any comebacks, they use that. Maybe, I'm Tommy, like, it's just that Not you're, usually, though. you're so cool, they can't find anything else to make fun of, maybe. Yeah, and I've, I've literally, like, sat in bed one time and just thought of comebacks to get from that one thing. <laughs> got, got yourself some pre pre recorded comebacks in your mind now. You're all set. Yeah, <laughs> but but so but to go back for a second about that idea of like, oh, you must have eaten too much sugar. Like, is that like has anybody said that to you, or is it just the thing you hear sometimes? Like, does that make sense? Like, are you hearing it? Like, is it other people's concerns or other people saying, "I hate it when this happens," or is it actually happened to you? Um. Like not usually people, people usually, they don't know what type one is. They just like mm-hmm. know type two. Okay. So they're like, oh, so you just ate sugar. It's not usual though. Cause they know like some people are sensitive about that stuff. Like I was saying earlier. Yeah. Do you, do you, are you ever afraid that people Sometimes. will think you have type two and would that matter to you? It doesn't matter too much, but if they do say that, I'll, cause like sometimes it annoys me. Like I'm like, I'm like, do I really look like I'm? ate too much sugar and stuff i'm like but no not usually okay all right i appreciate that uh well i appreciate you answering my questions thanks for doing this did um did you have a good time watching your mom get interviewed yeah yeah how is she as a mom pretty good she can't hear me right amazing uh no she can hear you but she's she's awesome (laughs) she's awesome that's excellent man i'm I'm really was uh was really nice to talk to you thanks for for taking a second and jumping on you're welcome. Thank you for talking to me. I'm, I'm like, this is so cool. Like, you're like the one person that I look up to. Like, it's super cool. Wait, I am? Yeah, like, you, you, you're the person that I, like, you taught my mom so much stuff. And I'm literally talking to my mom's favorite person. Like, it's super you're cool. You're a celebrity in this house, Scott. Yeah, well, seriously. That's lovely. Well, Tommy, listen, if you ever want to come on the podcast and do your own episode, let me know, okay? Ooh. Ooh, okay all right we'll find out we'll talk about like important things like you know girls and sports and stuff like that Ooh, okay all right <laughs> well very nice thank you so much for that was really kind of you i didn't expect you to say that i, I really appreciate it i uh i'm glad the podcast is uh has been really good for your mom and and then for you too i'm i'm thrilled actually that that's wonderful to know yeah it's it's nice to uh know that i'm seen by someone that's literally like a god in this house it's very strange uh all you understand tommy that's a weird thing for me to hear right diabetes god like yeah 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 Yeah, not like a weird way god just like super cool super cool my family's gonna make fun of me if they ever hear you say that you know that right oh gosh (laughs) all right man that's that's really wonderful of you you want to put your mom back on i'll say goodbye to her Yes. Thanks so much. Hello. I didn't know I was going to get called God, or I would have talked to him a half an hour ago. I mean, geez. <laughs> you, you, I emailed you like I don't know, probably a year ago, and was like, "I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I can't, you know, blah blah blah." Pretty much all you told me was more. Of course, I just needed someone, I guess, to tell me that. But mm-hmm. um, I had you on speakerphone, and both of the little kids came running in, and they were like, 
because they know your voice from the podcast. It was it was pretty funny. That's so strange. They okay. came running in. They're like, is that Scott? I was like, yes, it's, it's Scott. <laughs> well, I might one day get used to hearing that, but today is not that day. So um, I, I'm I, again, you know, obviously I'm I'm so happy for you guys and how things are going so well for you. And he seems like maybe the most level headed, well adjusted 12 year old I've ever met in my life. So he is. Um, He's a pretty awesome kid. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what I did. I think it's more him, but <laughs> we'll just try to find something to take credit for. And <laughs> I mean, I birthed him. I guess I can. I'll take that one. Yeah. Just just start at the big things. Well, I Heather, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks. Have a good day. You too. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N dot com forward slash juice box. I'd also like to thank Heather and Tommy for coming on the show. And of course, US Med. To get started with US Med, call 888 888- 721-1514 or just go to my link usmed.com forward slash juicebox. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with someone else who you think might also enjoy it. Show them how to get into their podcast players or into Spotify and they, uh, here, just, you know, Click on this, then you're following or you're subscribing, depending on the app. These are the things you could tell these people. And please, if you're listening but not subscribed in an audio app, oh goodness, could you please do that for me? Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, the list goes on and on. Anywhere you get audio, you can find the Juicebox Podcast. Last little bit, if you're looking for a community around diabetes, look no farther than Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. The group now has over 30,000 members. And there is a conversation happening right now that pertains to you. I guarantee it. Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook.